This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. This is a show about pro wrestling. And sometimes we do a regular topic on a superstar, or maybe we'll do a topic on a series of moves or something standard like that. And other times we like to have fun. And that is what we are doing this week. Merry Christmas, Leonard, by the way. Merry Christmas at the time of this recording. That's right. And, uh, this week, we are going to do another installment of our Unstable Stables. And this time, we are going to be doing it on the Bullet Club. So, the Bullet Club was primarily a stable that was appearing in the Japanese promotion New Japan Pro Wrestling. The group was formed in May of 2013 when Irish wrestler Prince Devitt betrayed his Japanese partner Ryosuke Taguchi and came together with American wrestler Carl Anderson and Tongan wrestlers Bad Luck Fail and Tama Tonga. Is that how you say that guy's name? Bad Luck Fail? I believe his name is Bad Luck Fail. What a great name. <laughs> that is a fantastic name. I don't know if it means anything like in English, like if it... If the connotation we have of it is the connotation they have of it, I don't know. Right. Um, and it's spelled F-A-L-E, uh, yes. which is why I was questioning it. But anyway, um, so this was supposed to be a villainous stable of foreigners, and they were named the Bullet Club. It was initially supposed to be a, a duo with, um, you know, Prince Devitt and uh, somebody else, but it, it became so popular that eventually... It was joined by the Young Bucks of Matt and Nick Jackson, Doc Gallows, and on and on and on, and would go on to feature 40-plus members over the course of its run, which is still going, by the way. Um, Prince Devitt left NJPW in 20, April 2014 and was replaced by AJ Styles. So they would eventually get a Japanese member of... Yujiro Takahashi and uh yeah I mean they uh have been going for a while now so one would think that it's can be confirmed that it's a you know a viable popular stable certainly the logo of their t-shirt is enormously popular I see it even used the design um of the simple design used on t-shirts on 24-hour t-shirt sites that I frequent um you know it'll be you know they'll change the logo and it'll be about Marvel characters or something like that so the the design is really really popular you see it all over the place their hand signals you see all over the place you still see you know the talent today allude to their time in the bullet club in one way or another um but uh, Leonard why don't you tell everybody who Prince Devitt is well, you might know him better as Finn Balor. That's right. So he was the originator. And today, we're not going to do all 44 members that we came across and associates. We have narrowed the list down to 20. And Leonard is going to tell you the rules of Unstable Stables and just yeah. exactly what we do. Yeah, so... Um... The 20 that we have, Chad and I are going to go back and forth picking one at a time over the course of 10 rounds. And then we're going to take those picks and we're going to seed them into a seven match card. I'll talk more about the card when we get to that point. The people that you're drafting, you're getting them as they appear during their time in the Bullet Club. But since this is a new club, only goes back eight years, most of these guys were at or still at their prime even now. So you're getting most of these guys in, in, in their prime anyway. Right. Um, so I, the list of 20 is what I, I would call the most notable names, uh, especially for American audiences that have been part of the Bullet Club. There were a lot of Japanese wrestlers, a lot of Mexican wrestlers uh, that were not included in this. We might come back at some point and do the ones that we didn't do. 
but these were the most notable names. I believe all the founding members are here, all the leaders are here, and these are the names that a lot of you will know, and I was actually surprised that a few of these people were involved. So our uh, list, our poll talent that we will be drafting from includes Adam Cole, AJ Styles, Cody Rhodes, Cody Hall, Doc Gallows, Frankie Kazarian, Hangman Page, Jeff Jarrett, Kenny Omega, Carl Anderson, Marty Skrull, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Prince Devitt, who we've established is also Finn Balor, Ray Buccanero, Robbie Eagles, Jay White, Bad Luck Fail, Tama Tongo, and Tonga Lo, if I'm saying that one correctly. Um, since uh, Chad had the last pick last time, uh, or I should say the first pick last time, that means I get the first pick this time. Chad will get to place the first wrestler for the card. And there are three or four ways that you can go here with your number one. Most of the time that we've done this, it's a clear number one or maybe a one and a one A. But here, since I knew I had the first pick, I've been thinking about this all day. <laughs> and I'm going to go with AJ Styles. All right. Well, I figured that he would be one or two. So... My first pick is going to be Kenny Omega. Okay. I thought you were going to go Kenny Omega. And I had two guys that I was de debating who I wanted next. Uh, but I'm going to go with the guy who on my list, I have numbered number two, and that is Adam Cole. Ah, uh, I like that one. That's a good pick. I'm going to go with Finn Balor. Okay. Or, pr or Prince Devitt, as it were. Right. And he was the other guy I was I was debating on on, uh, you know, did I want him or Cole? I like Cole a little bit better, you know, personal preferences. I know we'll talk more about them when we get to the card. Uh, I'm going to go with as I mark print. And yes, for those of you watching on YouTube, you may see me looking down. I'm old school. I'm using a piece of paper with all the names on it <laughs> that I'm crossing off as we go. I'm going to go hangman page. Here we go, Leonard. Mm -hmm. I am going with Matt Jackson. Okay. Now, I could be a Chad, <laughs> and I could take the brother, which if, if anyone watched when we last did the, the NWO second half, he took Stevie Ray from me when I had Booker T. But I'm not going to do that because I'm a nice guy. But I will take uh, – I'll take Doc Gallows. All right, so understandably, then, I'm going to go with Nick Jackson. All right. And just to prevent you from pulling a chat on me in a later round, I'll go ahead and take Carl Anderson now. Okay, Leonard, so my next pick is going to be Jeff Jarrett. You know, other than the first half of the NWO, Jeff Jarrett, I believe, has been involved in all of our stable drafts. Yeah, as I as I said to you, Leonard, um, I think it was off air. The uh, on a podcast, uh, My World with Jeff Jarrett, uh, that Conrad right. Thompson obviously hosts. They joked about how he was a part of all these different stables and was there for, or responsible for the end of a lot of the stables that he was <laughs> he was a part of. <laughs> yes. So I think next time we need to do someone that where um, they don't have uh, Jeff Jarrett. Right. Or maybe we should make our own stable of anyone associated with Jeff Jarrett. Tag team partners, the, just a giant Jarrett stable. Uh, anyway, my next pick, I'm going to go with who I thought you were going to take, Frankie Kazarian. Then in that case, I guess I'm going to go with Marty Skrull. All right. that He would have been my next pick. So good on you. And I'm debating... I got two ways I could go here. You know, I'm going to I'm going to take the current leader, Switchblade Jay White. I'm going to go Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes. I almost took him over Jay White. I've got to say I like Jay White a little bit better uh especially nowadays. Um I'm going to go with one of the founders. I'm going to go with Tama Tongo. I think I am going to go with Cody Hall. Okay. Who I did not realize is Scott Hall's son. Yes. Which is one of the reasons he made the list over a few other available choices. <laughs> uh, 
I'm just going to go ahead and take Tonga Lo, or Loa again. Apologies if I'm not saying that correctly, but he is, of course, Tongo's uh, tag team partner. They being the Gorillas of Destiny, and they being the sons of Haku. That is correct, and uh, mm -hmm. I've heard good things about them, actually. Uh, so, since I am not as familiar with some of these other guys, and I like this guy's name, I'm going to go with Bad Luck Fail. Bad, bad Luck Fail probably would have been the next one I would have taken. Um, I know him a little bit, and again, I do like the name. And I'm going to go with Ray Buccanero. All right. So that would then be our be I have my the last pick, right, Leonard? Yes, and there's only one name left. All right, and I like the band, and I like the football team, Robbie Eagles. Robbie Eagles. All right. So let's take a look at who we have. This is our 10-man rosters. All active wrestlers, no managers this time. There was a few managers, but not that many. Uh, so I decided not, not to go that route. So my roster is AJ Styles, Adam Cole, Hangman Page, Doc Gallows, Carl Anderson, Frankie Kazarian, Switchblade Jay White, Tama Tongo, Tonga Lo, and Ray Buccanero. Chad has Kenny Omega, Prince Devitt, Matt and Nick Jackson, Jeff Jarrett, Marty Skrull, Cody Rhodes, Cody Hall, Bad Luck Fail, and Robbie Eagles. So now we're going to go back and forth placing these guys into a seven-match card. And uh, that card from the bottom up will be an opening tag match, two-on-two, two, a one-versus-one match for the Bullet Club television title, another two-versus-two two match, a one-versus-one hardcore match, a two-versus-two tag match for the Bullet Club tag team titles, and then a one-versus-one match for the Bullet Club world title. So, Chad, as I had the first pick, you get the first placement. Again, an opening tag match, so you may play two men. All right. So I am going to start off with Bad Luck Fail and Robbie Eagles. Okay. And see, I've got two legit tag teams. And I've got two guys that I think I could put together as a tag team. But I'm going to give you your guys uh, the Gorillas of Destiny. I'm going to open with them. So that would be Tama Tongo and Tonga Lo. Well, so now I forgot to mention we debate on who we would think would win a match like that. Um, I, of course, even though I did pick the Gorillas of Destiny, they're my team. I would say they would have the advantage here as they are a legit Chag team. They're brothers. They're the sons of Haku. They are rough, tough guys. They have a great style, a little bit I've seen of them, a great look from what I've seen of them. Um, you know, Fail and Eagles the some two of your bottom picks and uh you know uh, guys who are not a natural tag team yeah no i would agree i i have seen the gorillas of destiny uh work a little bit and they are a really good tag team and i don't know as much about robbie eagles and bad luck fail uh other than they have neat names and since i like the philadelphia eagles their tag team name could be called bad luck eagles which I like, I like that equates to real life in my opinion. Um, yes. But Hey, well, this is not about football. Um, so yeah, I would definitely give your team the win in the opener. here. All right. So good start for me. So next is a singles match for the bullet club television title, which was just a tell a title that we that I made up <laughs> uh, because I want some titles in here. Who knows, when we do these in the future, I might add more weirder gimmicks and such. I don't know. But I'm going to go with Hangman Page. All right. Well, I am going to give Hangman Adam Page Prince Devitt. All right. So, so I think that that's probably a, a dream match for a lot of people. I don't know if they've ever hooked up elsewhere. Uh, of course, currently... Page is in AEW, Devitt is Balor is in WWE. Um, 
You know what? I'm going to, since I talked first last time, I'm going to let you talk on this one. I want to hear your thoughts on this one. Well, um, as far as his Bullet Club work, uh, Adam Page, I, I have not seen much of his Bullet Club work, but um, he's obviously a really good talent. And I have seen him since AEW started until now. And I will say that I think he has improved since AEW, AEW has started, not just because he's their world champion right now, um, but because he's really seems to be more comfortable with his character, more comfortable in the ring, working with people like Kenny Omega and some of these established guys has really helped. And he is one of the pillars of that company, as uh, MJF said in a uh, fairly recent promo. Um, so Hangman Adam Page, I think, only has up to go as far as his career goes but i in my opinion not just because he's my pick i think prince devitt has been more established for a longer period of time and i i would see this being a super even match i would see it going you know a half hour um side note the 60 minute draw between brian danielson and hangman adam page was really great uh if anybody out there is listening and hadn't checked it out i highly recommend checking that out uh but i would see prince devitt going over here and to be honest with you i i see finn balor jump and ship at some point from wwe i i really do like he's always in the conversation of the top guys there but he he's never quite been able to get over the hump since he won the universal title initially and got injured right away so uh, anyway, I really like both of these guys, but I would see Prince Devitt eking it out by a hair. Yeah, you know, uh, again, that's one thing as we get to this is, is I know both of us never really watched a whole lot of New Japan. So I can't say a lot about their Bullet Club work. I'm more familiar with their more recent work. Hangman Page is one of the guys for AEW that I liked at the start. And I do, as we talked, I haven't watched much of the current product i see things here and there i think page is continuing to improve as he said in the ring with his character uh all around balor i think is a little more seasoned at at this point and especially if you want to go back to bullet club just on paper you know prince devitt was the founder the leader right that's gonna count for something so given that i will agree with you and say that prince devitt takes this match and wins the bullet club television title all right i got one so we got another so yeah it's one 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 to one so we got another uh tag match with me doing the placement again for that uh i thought about doing a six man but it kind of made the numbers a little jumbled so i just went with you know two versus twos so right. i'm gonna go with uh i'm gonna i'm gonna hold my other established tag team and i'm gonna go with frankie kazarian and jay white um, these are guys who, you know, have kind of a similar build, I think, and a similar look and a similar style. I think they would work well together. Um, you, uh, yeah, here I am talking before I know who you're putting against me. Uh, but yeah, that's why I, when I first looked, well, who's going to be my kind of put together tag team. I like the idea of putting Kazarian and White together. So who do you, who are you putting up there? Uh, I am going to give. Kazarian and White, Cody Hall, and Marty Skrull. Okay. I thought you might do Cody and Cody, like Cody <laughs> squared. <laughs> Not quite. But, okay. uh, yeah, so I, I think that this – honestly, I think this would be a really good, entertaining match. Um, I, I do know a little bit of Marty Skrull's work. Um, not as much Cody Hall, although I, I really would like to check it out because – you know, I, he seems to be pretty well built and, uh, you know, some of the people he's been trained by, not only the fact that he's a second generation star, um, it really interests me. So I will definitely check out some of his work. Um, but, uh, Marty Skrull is definitely the better talent on my team. As far as that goes, the more seasoned, uh, you know, wrestler, but, uh, I, I will just go ahead and say, I think that based on Kazarian alone, I think that you have the upper hand in this. So I have no problem giving you the win here, um, and I do. But I do think it would be probably more even a match than some might think. Oh, definitely so. I think this is a tag match that would probably. I think we got a lot of long matches on this card. I think that opener would be fairly short. 
just something to get the gorillas over. Um, like you said, Paige Devitt could go a half hour. I think this this could go a half hour. It might not, like 20 minutes maybe. But yeah, I think all these guys match up really well. Um, Skrull, I, I like the, what I've seen of him. I think he's a good villain. The thing with Cody right now is the fact that he's a great heel, but he doesn't want to be a heel. That's what I've heard and I've read considering him in AEW. So I think that's a good heel team. I know. You mean Cody think, Rhodes? Cody Rhodes, yes. I Did picked I Cody, Cody Hall. Cody, oh yeah, Cody Hall. I don't, yeah, Cody Rhodes. I haven't picked yet. Oh, I thought you. I thought you put. I thought this was Marty Scroll. I thought this was Marty Scroll and Cody Rhodes, but it's Cody Hall and Marty Scroll. That's my right. fault. Yeah. Yes. Well, in that case, yeah, I think I beat that team every day. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think I think you're right. I, th- I think that's a team that I think it would be would be close a decent amount of time. Um, I think my guy, I think your guys play the heels in this. Um, I like the idea of, of, you know, Kazarian White winning with kind of a blitz of offense at the end. Right. So yeah, I'll definitely take that win. So next we have a hardcore match one-on-one again, and this is you placing first. All right. Well, for my hardcore match, Leonard, I mm-hmm. am going to throw you a bit of a curveball. Okay. And I am going to pick Kenny Omega. All right, Kenny Omega. Man, now I got to look because I thought you were going to do something else. And then I was going to do something else. <laughs> okay, th- this might get this might get funky and weird. <laughs> I am Shoot, man. So, yes, Kenny Omega throws me off because I didn't think you would put Kenny Omega in a hardcore match. But I'm going to stick to my guns, and uh, I'm going to throw Ray Buccanero at him. <laughs> well, you know, Leonard, as much as I would like to give Ray Buccanero this match, I don't know a lot about him, but I'm pretty sure that Kenny Omega would win that match all day. I've seen Kenny Omega in hardcore matches. I've seen him in death matches, for goodness sakes. Mm-hmm. So uh, I definitely think that this that this type of style, you know, works for him as well as a standard match. So I would definitely go Kenny Omega here. My only argument is that Ray Buccanero translates to Pirate King. Okay. <laughs> so Mexican Pirate King versus Harpo Fingerfuck, <laughs> as Cornette likes to call him. Oh, that's terrible. But it's... <laughs> yes. You may need to believe that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I figured you were going to go with one of your lesser guys. I thought you were going to throw Cody Hall in here or maybe bad luck fail in here who you used earlier, of course. So that's why I saved out Ray, but yeah, Kenny Omega gets this. This is probably just be a shorter match to kind of get Kenny over, especially in the hardcore style. Right. So no, no problem there. So next we have our tag team title match for the Bullet Club tag team titles. I get to place first this time. I think I know where both of us are going here. But my team, of course, would be the Good Brothers of uh, Gallows and Anderson. And I would be going with Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. So, Leonard, what uh, make your case. If you think the Good Brothers would win this match, which you're going to really have to make your case here. Okay. So. Gallows, Gallows and Anderson, um, I think are the to me, they're the better team. I think they're when they have the opportunity to do humorous stuff, they are very funny. I think the young bucks try to force humor and aren't funny because of that. I think Gallows and Anderson are better on the mic. The Bucks seem to do the same type of promo every time out. Um at least the Bucks matches I've seen have been very formulaic. It's like 18 super kicks and six dives to the outside. Uh, Gallows and Anderson, I think, are the more traditional type of team. Um, the Bucks certainly have them, I think, where it comes to speed and agility. But I think Gallows and Anderson are the better technical wrestlers. I think they're the better power wrestlers. I also think that they have the better tag team chemistry um because they work that traditional tag team style they're going to isolate one of these guys they're going to work them over they're going to pick a body part um i i definitely think gals and anderson overall is the better 
technical, solid team here. And even though I may not personally like the Bucks, I do recognize the fact that they have experience, uh, that they are sort of on, on the cutting edge of what tag team wrestling is today, which isn't my cup of tea. It's more traditional wrestling. I think if you put them side by side and you start ticking off, you know, who's the better promo? Who's the better technical wrestler? Who's the better power wrestler? I think Anderson and Gallows get those check marks more than the bucks. Well, Leonard, that was a very well thought out argument. And uh, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, I will say that I do disagree about the team chemistry. I mean, I think we're dealing with brothers here in Matt and Nick Jackson. So I definitely think that they have more chemistry um, than the good brothers. Uh, certainly the good brothers would have them in terms of power. And, and I agree in terms of traditional tag team wrestling, they, you know, the good brothers are certainly um, better at that style. Um, I do think that although this is a styles clash of uh, a match, yeah, I do think it would be an entertaining match. And you're probably right in that the good brothers would isolate one of my guys. Um but, you know, this is one of those occasions where I really wish we had the phone a friend situation worked out, which we've talked about weeks and yes. weeks in the past and we've yet to do. Um, so we, we might have to go a draw here. You know what? Let's go. You want to do uh, you want to do a time you want to do a time limit draw. You want to do a double count out. Well, you know what? Since last time. I did the, we could either do, you know, you could put in the name generator if you want. So in the name generator, we have the Young Bucks winning, the Good Brothers winning, a double DQ, a double count out, or a time limit draw. I'm hitting pick the random name button, and it says double count out. All right. So that is so, the answer. So Leonard and I are divided in who we think would win. I think the Young mm -hmm. Bucks would win. He thinks the Good Brothers would win. And this is how we've chosen to resolve that by uh, putting different options in the random name generator. And we cannot argue with that. So it'll. No, we cannot. We will move on to the that next. Might even be, that might even be more fair than having a third person because a friend of yours might be biased towards you and a friend of mine might be biased towards me. So that's who true. Knows? And I will just add that my strategy is as a result of this match backfiring right now. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I like I like how I'm looking here. So I forgot <laughs> to mention when I ran down the matches that there is another one versus one match straight up uh, in between our tag title and world title matches. So again, one versus one, you get the first placement this time. All right. So looking at who I have left here, it is not a lot. So I'm going to go with Cody Rhodes. Okay, I, uh, that surprises me because I know who you have left for the main event. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, so let's, let, let's talk about it then. Uh, so right. Cody Rhodes right now is at a weird point in his career. I mean, he has really spent a lot of time and attention to his entrance, which I do think is cool. Um, and you know, his nickname, the American nightmare, you know, obviously kind of echoing back to his family history and like, he's all about that. And everybody knows that he's an executive in AEW and, you know, everybody knows the story and like, he obviously has the reality show and he's host on a game show there. And so he's doing a lot and the crowd is letting him hear that they don't like it. Um, and he has stated that he's not going to turn heel and you know, who knows? He also said he was never going to fight for the world title and he stuck to that. So it's a weird point in his career right now. And I, because mm -hmm. I think he wants to be that hero. I truly believe that he wanted to become, become popular enough that people were clamoring for him to fight for the world title. Uh, I, I truly believe yeah. that that, that was a, an end goal. Um, but Hey, uh, I do think Cody Rhodes is very good in the ring, but not Adam Cole level good. So I will definitely give this to Adam Cole because he is really at a hot point 
in his career. Mm-hmm. He did great stuff in NXT. He's doing great stuff in AEW. Um, he's kind of the de facto leader of the elite right now because Kenny Omega is out with a shoulder injury. So he, he is kind of the guy steering that ship. So, um, and if it look, it looks like, you know, all of his buddies from NXT are going to be coming over soon. So um, we'll see what happens there. But anyway, yeah, I would probably give this to Adam Cole. I'm not going to argue and pretend that, you know, Cody Rose would get the win here unless, you know, Arn Anderson was bringing out the Glock. You know, if we had associations with, you know, Arn Anderson with the Glock, I would say Cody Rose wins this all day. But uh, yeah. Maybe next time we can throw in a wild card pick and you could take whatever you want. So you could specifically choose Art Anderson with a Glock. <laughs> we should put that we, in our wrestler list for Fever Dreams, though. That, that need that needs to be. That that I think that could be a manager and a wrestler. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> or a Glock and a pull match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh which, whichever. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot for me to say since you were going to give this uh, uh, to me. You know, I think this is a good match. I I liked Cody Rhodes before. The problem with I think with Cody Rhodes is that, and, and a lot of people may take umbrage with this, is I think he's a mid Carter that pretends he's better than he is. Um, yes, he was misused in um, the WWE a lot. I did like some of the stuff he did. I like the dashing Cody Rhodes thing. I, I did like that. Um, and then when he broke out, when he was just purely working the indie scene and he was doing stuff in New Japan and he was doing, like he had the match with Nick Aldis and stuff like that, that was why I thought he was really starting to come in his own, starting to shine. I love the match he had with his brother, Dustin Rhodes, in AEW very early on. But then, as you talked about, he's kind of in this weird headspace now that I think is preventing him from if he would just go to his natural level, I think as a personality and as a wrestler, he would be doing a lot better. Yeah. Cole is one of those guys who, even though I didn't watch a lot of NXT or a lot of, of, of ring of honor, if I remember correctly, he came from ring of honor and now AEW, um, who I, who I always liked. And yeah, I think he's at a very high level right now and has been for for a while so i will certainly take that win uh which brings us to our main event uh i get to place first and of course last guy got on the board is my very first overall pick uh some people would say the best leader ever of the bullet club aj styles yeah and uh he will be facing slap nuts double j jeff jarrett yeah. And uh, so let me talk about this first, because yes. although my strategy, um, I can point out at this point, was to throw Kenny Omega in early, thinking that the Young Bucks would win any tag match that they were in. And I was going to basically front load my my matches and give you the world title. You know, <laughs> that was the plan at, at one point. Um, but. Obviously, it did not go that way so far. However, let's look at the history between these two, because there is a long one. These two have a very lengthy history in NWA TNA and then just regular TNA. So they have faced each other many, many times. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Cage Match, the website, most of the one-on-one matches were won by Jeff Jarrett. It may be because he was running the company. Who knows? <laughs> but it might, a, it might have a little bit to do with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, however, however, um, I whereas I do think these guys have good chemistry and it would be a good match, which is established. They've faced each other many times. Yes. Jeff Jarrett um, has talked about on his podcast, you know, that how much he valued AJ Styles. Um, early on in the creation and uh, growth of total nonstop action, uh, which was evident. He was, he was their centerpiece until they forgot that. And then he left, <laughs> but uh, AJ Styles with the bullet club is another level of talent. It just is. Um, he was in five-star matches 
in in New Japan Pro Wrestling. He, you know, he was in so many great matches over there. Um, if we were talking about early AJ Styles, I would probably push harder for Jeff Jarrett mm-hmm. based solely on the politicking. You yeah. know, that, I haven't mentioned that yet. I could make the argument right now that Jeff Jarrett being in the main event for the Bullet Club means he doesn't lose, but I'm not going to go there. What's the point of like this is this peak AJ Styles here. Um, And he, like I said, he, he's one of the best ever. He's one of my favorites. Um, In my opinion, he is one of the top three talent going today. I mean, he made, you know, um, almost, almost, uh, uh, you know, into a name in WWE. And now they're starting their feud um, as, as we record this. Um, So, I mean, just, he can pretty much, do it all but uh so i would i would probably have him win here but uh i don't know leonard what do you think maybe you think jeff jarrett would win <laughs> well uh if, it, if this was impact maybe yeah. but but when you mentioned the politicking i would assume this is happening over in new japan so aj styles probably has the more stroke over there and again, yeah, early on, I, I could see that given the situation. But the fact that this is an older Jeff Jarrett against an AJ Styles at his absolute prime um, in an atmosphere and a medium that we know he was very good in being in Japan with the Bullet Club. I think that's the hard argument. I mean, so that's why he was my number one pick. That's why I saved him for the main event. Uh, he, de- he deserves that. So, yeah, and I should mention that even if I retroactively go back and give you the tag team title match, I still win four to three. It's currently four, two to one. So Merry Christmas. The Young Bucks are going to win that match now. (laughs) Well, to me, that's a win in my book because that means I have all but one of the titles <laughs> that's true you you have the uh the tag you have the tag uh, belts now and the tv title belt and we, we didn't say the hardcore match was for a belt but if kenny wants to carry around his own kenny omega hardcore title god love him <laughs> yeah um absolutely so yeah. uh well congrats leonard the uh, merry so christmas, the merry christmas you winning I want to say overall stables, stables, I haven't kept track. Where are, where are we? I think you have, are we two and two or are you up on me three to one? No, 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 no. Um, you, we're, two and two. we're a two to two now. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure what stable would come next as far as large stables go. We don't, I guess we wouldn't necessarily have to choose a, uh, a large stable. We could choose one that's like medium sized. Yes. Um, uh, I, I mentioned this last time, uh, the, uh, it's a kind of a loose configuration, but the ECW originals. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I took a quick look at them and I, I think we, we can, I think there might be around 20 or so of those okay. guys. So right. let's say ECW originals next time we do this. Uh, we've also talked about doing a, uh, spotlight on Sam Houston. Cause I have a Sam Houston story to tell. Maybe we'll get to that next time. Uh, you mentioned we haven't done a move breakdown in a while, so maybe we, we should do another move breakdown, figure out which one we want to do. That's true. Uh, arm drags coming soon. <laughs> arm drags. I was going to say arm bar, you know, because Chris yeah. Jericho knows a, at least a, a thousand and one arm bars. Yeah. So uh, but, there you go. So yeah. I, I hope you, you enjoyed the unstable stable once again. If you have a stable you think we should cover – or if you think that um, Chad got screwed on this one, of course, let us know in the comments below. I mean, I and think here. the only way that people would complain about anything that happened with me is would be the Young Bucks Good Brothers draw. And you gave that to me to be nice. So, yeah. you know, the other ones, I, I doubt anybody is going to argue in my favor, which is, which is fine. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, on a quick note um you know the christmas end of the year season is like is sometimes known for having some of those odd tv matches that are that are really good i mean i mentioned the the one on aew but uh, wwe has had a few over the past uh i don't know if they're gonna have one now you know like i remember uh sean michaels and triple h had one at the end of the year years ago that was really good overall and i think triple i'm sorry sean michaels and john cena I want to say had one um, mm-hmm. as well. 
Um, yeah, I, I think the, the idea is that you want to cap the year strong. So, right. you know, you pull out something that either you know is going to be good or maybe you haven't done before. And I think that goes back to the fact that you, companies, territory days used to run Christmas Day shows and Thanksgiving Day shows. They used sure. to run holiday shows, you know. Starcade uh, was, I believe, wasn't that traditionally on Thanksgiving and the Survivor Series was on Thanksgiving. And then I think Starcade started to run on Christmas and uh, et cetera. I know Jim Cornette has talked about past about them pulling big houses on holidays, surprisingly enough. Right. Um, right. Where now... I don't believe any any company, even any companies, would would run a, a holiday day show. Now maybe the weekend of, but right, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it just happens to be a TV, like if it's the show that occurs on a holiday, you know, historically WWE will, you know, do it no matter what. Um, yeah, yeah, but sometimes that's a clip show at the end of the year. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that's not, you know, this Friday is is SmackDown Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm sure they'll be doing something. Uh, you know, I know I criticize uh, WWE a lot and praise AEW, which I do think is far and away the better product right now. But uh, I do like the Reigns-Lesnar storyline, despite the fact that it's been beaten to death. Um, they, I mean, they those guys have faced each other so many times. But I do think that and the, you know, inclusion of Paul Heyman in there as sort of a triangle is, uh, is interesting. Um, I, I, yeah. I fear that they want to make reigns into like a Bruno type reign. And uh -huh. I, I don't know. I just don't think this is the day and age for years and years for yeah. to reign on. Top. Well, and everything you talked about was, was doing it to death. You know, storylines would be longer. You go back and you look at say during the Bruno era, um, he would have feuds with guys that would last four years, you know, right. And even during the 80s with Hulk Hogan, you know, that that's one of those things that surprised me when we've gone back and we look at old WrestleManias or old SummerSlams or old Survivor Series is that, like, you know, the feud with Andre ran from early 87 all the way to WrestleMania 4, you know, right. from 3 to 4, pretty much. Yeah, long time. Uh, yeah, as just as, as, as an example. So I think it was long-term storytelling. And I've mentioned before, you know, I do the uh, long-term booking fed thing that I'm doing now, fancy booking fed. And um, I find myself, like, I want to tell longer stories, but at the same time, I, I feel myself wanting to have different matchups for, like, my big shows at the at the end of, of each month. Like, I want my month show to have a different matchup if I'm – like currently right now I'm feuding Eddie Kingston and Terry Funk over my title. And um, I've done that, Matt, I've done that two, like two months in a row. And I'm like, that kind of needs to end. But at the same time, you know, do I want to revisit it or do I right. want to let it go? I've got my version of the rumble coming up and I'm going to put both of them in the rumble. Something might come out of that. I don't know. But yeah, I, I find that, in this day and age, like you feel like you want to tell monthly stories instead of three month stories or six month stories. Um, yeah, I which mean, was there's, once a thing. There's certainly ground there that, to explore now that Reigns is a heel and Lesnar is, you know, I guess a tweener, but uh, he always kind of was that. But um, yeah. you know, there is ground to explore there. I just think that there are so many other opponents for Lesnar to face, and uh, you know, he's an attraction, so he only shows up at certain times, but. Uh, I mean, there was, you know, online heat with he and Matt Riddle. There's the fantasy yeah. matchup of he and, uh, excuse me, Bobby Lashley, which we've yeah. still never seen. Um, yeah. You know, so there's so many guys that he could face. And that's what I like about AEW is that they are trying to do that, like with some of the guys that they have in. Like have CM Punk face some of these random guys so that, when those guys get popular down the road, we can look back and say, you know what? Look, CM Punk faced, you know, uh, Hobbs from Team Taz. Yeah. <laughs> Not that he'll become a star necessarily, but you get my point. Um, it's just different approaches right now, I think, to... Yeah, definitely. So, and I think also with AEW, you have so many fresh matchups because they are still such a fairly new company. So when you, and when you bring in a name... Then there are some, and I don't want to compare AEW to WCW, but if you look at the point, 
when WCW started bringing in the the, the let goes from the WWE and they jacked up in the ratings and popularity and pay-per-view buys. It was because they were offering not only fresh storylines and ideas, but, but some fresh and different matchups, you know, fancy matchups. People would talk about Hulk Hogan versus Ric Flair, something that WWE could have done, but didn't, didn't do on, on television or a pay-per-view, you know, Hogan versus Sting, things like that. The outsiders come over, them against the Steiners, them against Harlem Heat, stuff like that. So I think AEW has that going right now. And right. again, I've been tempted to get back into it and try to watch some of it because even what uh, I'm hearing from some podcasts, even people who traditionally don't like AEW, like Jim Cornette, you know, I like Jim Cornette's podcast. He, he gives them props more than he used to. There's a lot of things that he likes about the product now. And I think a lot of it is because when they started out, they had a lot of guys and they still have those people on the roster that they kind of had to have to have people, but now they're using them, you know, less. Right. Um, and not to get off on another tangent here, but I think it's probably uh, Tony Khan is scared to start letting people go because he doesn't want that negative connotation um, right. that the WWE has for letting people go. Um, if you got, and w, hey, WCW had. I want to say a hundred guys under contract around 98 or so Jim Neidhart was never used right. <laughs> was signed, told to go home and we'll call you in a month. And he never called and he got paid, I think three years. Uh, Lanny Poffo got a contract because of Randy and was going to yeah. come in as gorgeous George and got in shape and dyed his hair blonde and never got called. And, um, we may yeah. get to that again. No one to compare AEW to WCW, but there are some comparisons there. Um, sometimes when you've got more money than God, it's not a good thing. Yeah, I mean, they definitely have an, a thing right now where they can have all these talent, you know, whoever they want, pretty much. And to the point where it is making WWE a little bit, you know, worried. I mean, in the news recently, they threw you know the rumor is three to four million at kevin owens to right, stay right. because obviously he was thinking about leaving why because they basically use him as cannon fodder for whoever's on top you know i mean so like and i think that's what a lot of these guys in wwe and nxt are going through johnny gargano who one could argue was the face of nxt is gone now because he probably saw the writing on the wall which is wwe is still run by somebody who looks at it like the land of the giants and mm -hmm. johnny gargano wasn't going to be used and this was somebody who was in five star matches in nxt um the same with kyle kyle o'reilly you know i can i don't know about johnny gargano but i can tell you right now kyle o'reilly will show up in aew i mean because all of his friends are there <laughs> So, yeah. like, and who knows? I don't know what's going on with Bray Wyatt. I have no idea. I really don't. I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if they've already signed him or what, but the point is they do have a lot of people. And so far, I can't say that they are not using somebody well who they've just signed. And like, at the same time, not trying to push some of the guys they already have. Um, they are still trying to push some of the, you know, homegrown talent as well i mean they they have a lot of people to use and uh it, it's interesting there's a lot of factions <laughs> um there as well um so it's an interesting time in the business right now uh, i'm anxious to see what happens um you know hangman adam page is their champion right now i guarantee you will see the day where mjf has that title um but who i like mjf you know what i've seen of him um uh, so you know i i do hope that that, that they use that they use him again the more that we talk here i i think i need to start watching AEW again maybe we should do let me watch like all of january and then we should do <laughs> like a like a a uh, episode of okay i've actually watched a month of current of a current wrestling company what do i think i'm hey i'm i'm game for that and uh one thing I will tell you before you decide to watch anything is the fact that um, 
they seem to be doing two different things with CM Punk and Brian Danielson. Like Brian Danielson was pretty much propelled right into the main event picture. Yeah. Um, whereas CM Punk is, it, you know, my guess would be he kind of came in and said, I just want to have matches with different people um, because he's kind of been in random feuds since he's been. In yeah. There. That's what I've seen that he seems to be going against less. I don't know. I want to say lesser talent, but a different, different style of talent. Than, than what then Brian Danielson is. I still won't call him Daniel Bryan. So, uh, Jim Ross yeah, did I, it on air, so don't feel bad. Yeah, yeah. So, I would, uh, so I, yeah, maybe we should do that. Let me watch, uh, like a month's worth of AEW and then see what I think. And we've talked about this before. I think I'm just becoming, we talked about this in the very first episode the idea of like, like there are retro gamers, people who like, older video games they don't play ps5 they play right. super nintendo and that's me too and i'm to the point where i don't particularly care for the current product i've never watched old stuff i'll sit down randomly with the wwe network and we'll just watch something because it's right. so hard to search for something it's more like oh let's just spin the wheel and see what i wind up on right uh, and watching a random episode of ecw tv from 94 or or, you know, w, NWA Saturday night from 85 or something like that. Um, I just, and there's so much back then that I don't remember or didn't watch. Oh, yeah, likewise. Because there was so much. So even that, I'm still seeing fresh and new product, but from a different era. Um, this is like the old um, 411 podcast we used to do where we're done with the topic and then we prattle for a half hour. And we just, yeah, we just kind of rambled on. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you if you decided to stick around. Leonard Dinwin, yes. our unstable stables this week, and mm -hmm. uh, he is the he has the better Bullet Club team. So yes, or maybe I just used my better my Bullet Club team to a better advantage. You did, you did because if yes. it well, you know what, we probably would have done the name generator thing if it come down to Kenny Omega and AJ Styles. Uh, you know, probably probably would have as as, as well. You know, I, and again. It's not that I'm negative on, on Kenny Omega, uh, but I think I probably would have argued for AJ, as, especially during that era. And I know Bullet Club Kenny Omega is prime Kenny Omega as well, but... It would have... What a great match that would be. Anyway, yes. um, well, mm -hmm. we thank you for sticking around. We hope that you have uh, a very happy holiday, whatever you decide to celebrate. And uh, we will probably be back at you here with a show before the end of the year. Yes. So for Leonard, my name is Chad. Thank you for joining us. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Give this video a like, subscribe to us. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments. And Alexa, we'll see you out.